From downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, Splatoon and Xenoblade have changed release dates, the Mario movie got delayed, and there's a game that we spoke into existence, and I have no tolerance for it. Who gave Miyamoto the Twitter password? I ate my sister's pudding. Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 318, your place to hear Nintendo fans talk about old Sega games that are getting mysteriously released on Nintendo Switch. We're your hosts. I'm Trey, Triple Credits Johnson. I'm Jeremy, Mr. Dalmatians, Mikowski. I'm John, Pudding Knitter. Pudding. Let's uh, start off the show as we normally do and talk about games we bought and games we've been playing for the week. So I jumped onto the old Japanese eShop again. This week, I haven't been on there in a while, and there's a little game called uh, Pocky and Rocky on there that that got released in J- in Japan and not in America. Apparently, it's not coming out here until like June or July. So I was like, "Hey, what the fuck? I should buy a game off the Japanese eShop because I haven't bought one for a while." So is this a? It's it's an independent release of just the game. I think so. That you like purchase piecemeal or whatever i think it's a new game i don't think it's a remake or anything oh, that's okay. new and i remember hearing about this a while ago yeah i'm not i'm not super familiar with the pocky and rocky uh games but i do know that they're based heavily on japanese mythology which i could tell from the ver- from the opening level yeah. of the game it's super duper japanese which is great i love that stuff so it's very much like the old art style of ancient japan and all that and i guess like pocky and rocky i think like the animal guy is an actual like god or japanese he's a tanuki yeah mythological god minus the balls and hope- hopefully right. you get that hopefully you get that ability later to change he your throws, balls into he various throws things leaves like bullets and they get bigger depending on your uh power-ups you pick up yeah because well i was playing I, I played through the first level and i and i played as the female protagonist and is it becky no becky's <laughs> as far as i know becky's nowhere to be found oh no but the, but the great thing about uh pocky and rocky reshined and buying it on the Japanese eShop is that it's it is all in English. Even though when you download it, the title on the on the menu will be in Japanese. The whole game is in English. So, and you know, I've said this before. If you're in the Japanese eShop, you can look and like I think it's like the first thing in the details of the game will show you all the different languages that the game has. So, if you have a Google Translate like I do, and you can just hold it up, hold your phone up to the TV, it will show you which languages are in there. And the game is fully in English. Everything's been translated and all that. So I don't know why there's a delay between the two of them. But it looks really, it looks really, really pretty. Like it's uh, the 16-bit sprites are incredible. And like the and like it looks very bright and, and pretty and, and hand-drawn and all that fun stuff. And all the characters look really good. It runs really smoothly. It kind of feels like a shoot-em-up, but you're like moving. Is kind of what I what I gathered. It's like Akari Warriors or something. Mm -hmm. Kind of, I guess. Yeah, you could you could compare it to that. It's a top down shooter. It honestly kind of reminded me of uh, the mystical ninja games, the old ones, the Super Nintendo Mm -hmm. ones, like where you walk through the town, not not the like two D levels. 
but it has like the same intense like level of uh you know of japanese art and all that stuff but yeah it looks really good it plays really well uh there's really giant sprites in there for a lot of the cutscenes, so it's really cool i, I recommend taking a look at it i think it's only 30 bucks like when you translate it's like four thousand yen which i think equals out to like 32 dollars i had to buy i had to buy an eShop card from play asia but I actually had to buy a couple mm-hmm. because they don't. Because, you know, they have, like, different specific amounts that aren't the right yeah, that aren't the right amount. So, But I did get it, and I ended up with some extra money. So I downloaded uh, Puzzles and Dragons for free because I had some extra. I had some extra gold points on there. And I and I know that last time I had gold points, I kind of just forgot about them, and they went away. Because I guess if you don't use them long, long enough, they'll expire. And they expired on my mm-hmm. Japanese eShop account. So I ended up buying it for, like, three bucks or something like that. But it was free because it was extra money left over. I haven't played it yet, but it's on there. You know that one's in English as well? Yeah, yeah, that's in English also. Same thing. Uh, all you have to do is check the languages. Like, I've done that a bunch of times. Like, I, I remember looking at that for, um, uh, what was it? The Not Harvest Moon. The other one that we talked about. Rune Factory? Rune Factory. Yeah, I was looking at that for Rune Factory 3 because the Japanese one came out way early and it, all it showed was Japanese for the languages, so it wasn't worth getting. Plus, there's a bunch of other stuff on there, like like that train Mario Party game that I've been wanting to play that's super popular. doesn't have English on there, but this one does and Puzzles and Dragons does too. I, I didn't play it, but I played it. I mean, I played the 3D, 3DS version. I remember getting that and having fun with it and playing it on my phone a little bit too. So I was like, oh, what the fuck? I'll get it. It's for free. Well, for free for money that I put on there, I guess. I guess half of it was from gold points, but whatever but yeah take a look at pocky rocky reshrined if you're looking to buy some japanese stuff on the eShop. and it's always nice to get something a few months ahead of time and it got for people who reviewed it it got really good reviews so i was really interested in, in checking it out but i only got to play it for a little bit but i liked. i have a lot of nostalgia for these games because we had the first one on super nintendo my brother and i played it all the time and then we actually had a chance to buy pocky and rocky too we didn't i wish we had mm. but it would probably be gone anyway but yeah that's that game's worth a lot of money Oh, I'm sure. Um, it was really fun too. Like it had a lot more characters. It wasn't just Pocky and Rocky. Like there is a, you could be like a scarecrow. There, that's what I remember. There was like multiple other characters you could be too, and you could like switch them on the fly. It was really cool. Um, it should be Pocky and Rocky with Becky and Joe and Mac. <laughs> yes. Is it? A, no, they're Natsume and Joe and Mac is a. What are they called? What are they? Data East. I was gonna say Data, uh, okay. Data, Data East, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. I didn't know you had so much experience with it. We, I mean, at least like watch some videos of it and see what you think. It gets pretty hard. I think we finished the. I think we beat the first one, but we never did beat the second one. And that's just because we. But we actually rented the second one multiple times. I just when the rental store went out of business, that's when we bought Earthbound, and we. uh, And the rest is history. Yeah. Who you got rid of Earthbound? Well, I think it was my brother's game. I think he got rid of it. I'm trying to remember. Ouch. Yeah, there's Earthbound and there was yeah Pocky and Rocky Two. Those games I wish we had bought. We had the chance to buy both of them, and I think we just got Earthbound. Well, it looks really cool. Like I said, watch watch some videos of it. Looks the you will appreciate the amazing sprite artwork in it. So there you go. Mm-hmm. I've mentioned it before we were recording, but I but we've been having weird uh, internet issues over here. Justin and I have. We ended up we ended up getting a new modem and uh, got a new chair. Also, you can see. Well, over here, this one. Oh, oh yeah, it's the same as the Black other one. Leather chair, right? No, it's brown. Okay, but it's it's the oh, same. It's the as, same as the one you're sitting it's, it's in. It's very, now. it's very similar to the other chair that I have that I had before. That's over there. But the the internet was being so bad that I wasn't able to really play anything online. Like we actually played uh, Jess's brother in golf, and we used my phone as a hotspot to play off of, and that actually worked. Believe it or not, so that was kind of cool. 
but it, it sucks because you know we haven't been able to connect or anything we haven't been able to use like chromecast or anything like that so i i was working i actually worked on friday and i used a weird we weird you know we were like doing interviews at the production office so i used the internet at my job to play tetris 99 so i could get the kirby theme so <laughs> awesome so i had an i mean i had plenty of downtime like we were waiting around a lot so i was uh yeah i just played played kirby until i got the kirby theme so i was like hooray so I made sure and did that, and I didn't miss out on that one. I would have been sad if I missed out on it. But I guess I could have used my phone hotspot if I need to. How is it playing it portable? I've never really played it portable. It's fine. I mean, well, what I do is I just put, I, I set the screen down, and I play it with the eight I don't play it yeah, like, I, would do the same. I don't play it handheld. So, yep. Well, yeah, then that's great. That's how I do it when I bring it there. And, and I used to use my the stand. I love was, this guy. I used to use the stand that was built into my case. But now that I have the OLED, it has a much better stand. So I don't really need to use the case stand anymore. So mm-hmm. I just like, you know, I just set it up and it's good and solid now that it's got like the full flat thing instead of just like the tiny kickstand and all that. So, yeah, I just I set it up and I play th- and I play through my uh, with my Epito controller like that. So it's not really that much different. I think I got I mean, I didn't get that high. I think I was in the teens, I think, at the highest on that but it's cool well, yeah sean and i played as well i guess i might as well talk about it uh she got to wait hold on she got to sixth place and i got to seventh place so we were, we were i almost got to where she did but she did better i got really close i don't think it was during the kirby one but when i was playing another time i got to like fifth and i was like ah and i thought i actually had it but sean and i have both gotten second that's the best we've done i think i, think I did i got didn't you get second as well John? yeah i mean i got second at one point i think, I think i might a I long remember. long time ago but uh, yeah, no, it's it's kind of you gotta remember these things; they're important. <laughs> it's kind of fun to play it at work because, uh, well, I mean, I don't really pay that much attention to it because I, you know, I have my headphones on. I'm just kind of playing it while I'm waiting for stuff to happen. So it's like not. It it seems like it's a little bit easier to get higher because I'm not as like focused on it. I guess mm-hmm. for me, so I thought I was doing okay for you know not really. Even though if like something happens, I have to just like automatically die because I can't pause it. You know, or just, or just I did let notice it go. like I placed highest to it when me like sean and i were in the middle of having a conversation about something i don't remember what it was but i would just kind of like you know having the conversation and only like halfway paying attention to tetris and yeah that's when i did the best that's that's how we uh i think that's how we got through the super monkey ball stuff was from was from distracting each other enough to where you just kind of go through it that's why i like doing the uh the podcast game combo thing mm-hmm. i feel like i can pay attention to the podcast better and play the game better at the same time when I divide myself through those to those two things, I guess it's weird, but it feels it feels cool. Like same with like editing. If I can play something while I'm editing, I, it, I'll do it faster than I will if uh, I'm just focused on it. Then I get distracted too easily. But that's uh, ADD gaming 101 right there. But <laughs> but anyway, yeah, Tetris 99 was fun to play. Uh, I'm glad that I was actually had internet that I could use it with Mario Golf 64. I've I've uh, beat all of the levels. I've got I got golds on all of the tournament courses. So I won all the tournaments, and I got two additional credits. That's part of my three credits nickname there. And what's cool about Mario Golf, which I noticed, is whenever you... So the first time I got credits is when I beat Bowser in the character select, in the, in the character matchup, and that was just the regular credits. And then I beat... Uh, and then I un- unlocked all of the courses, and I got another set of credits for that. And that set of credits, all of the characters are using their alternate skins. So, like, their different colors are in that credit. So, like bowser's blue and like donkey kong's green or whatever it's like all the different colors that are in there that you can use for the different characters and then i beat the mario star level which is kind of the same it's the same in the mario rush one it's the one where all the characters faces are on the are on the course as you play through and uh i beat that and i got another set of credits that had an additional um like different skin color for the uh for all the characters 
So I thought that was cool that there's actually like three different credits in that game. Like depending on how many times you beat it, you get a different you get a different little video. So it's 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 just a nice little detail that that they put in there that I didn't really know about. That's pretty cool. Did you see um, the late speaking of Mario Golf? Did you see there was a Game Explain article positing that okay, we all heard the rumors about GBA possibly coming to Switch, right? Yeah, we talked. So about they it. were saying that that it's also po- a possibility that the connectivity between the N64 and Game Boy games could come back too. That would be Ooh. pretty cool if they did that. I mean, if they were bringing Game Boy Color or Game Boy, well, I guess not Game Boy Advance because that would be GameCube. But if they're bringing Game Boy Color, I would find I would be very, very, very surprised that that did if that didn't exist. If they yeah, didn't do the they, connectivity, because if you're bringing Game Boy Color in there, why the fuck would you not do it? Yeah, yeah, the Game Boy, because there was connectivity between the Mario Golf on Game Boy Color and 64, like we were saying last week. So that would be pretty cool to actually have that. That's why there's four empty spaces that you will never see filled with anyone if you don't have your Game Boy Color connectivity. So it's sad, but no, I and also well, when you when you see the credits, it actually shows those characters that you would get if you connected your Game Boy Color to your 64. So you do get to see what they look like because I see I see my character from the Game Boy Color game, which I played on 3DS, and I'm like, oh, I know that guy. There he is in 3D. Look at look at him. <laughs> So, so you know, you could see some extra ones on there. You play as your character, like is that a choosable character in multiplayer or whatever? The one from Game Boy Color, yeah. Uh, only if you have the transfer pack, but yeah. But, okay, cool. That that was the idea. You could do it in Game Boy in the Game Boy Advance one also through the sixty four or through the GameCube one. But yeah, the idea is that you could take your character that you built up through the RPG in Mario Golf and bring them into the three D world of Mario Golf sixty four. So, and that's really cool. You know, so that that was the idea. It's like like the same, you know, like like Pokemon Stadium, where you take like your Pokemon, and then it's like, hey, here they are, they're in three D. So I was wondering if they would do something like that, and I think that was in the leak as well. The leak was saying that they were testing out connectivity, also. And and I was thinking about it the other day. How I was talking about how like they wouldn't release Game Boy Color and Game Boy Advance at the same time. I was like, well, they could, you know, they could do a thing where they threw like Game Boy Advance on the expansion pack and maybe put Game Boy Color on the regular one. You could do that. You could do like the lesser and the bigger one to try to bring more people to expansion pack. Oh, yeah. And like before I forget, they also announced that the Splatoon 2 Octo expansion got added to the expansion pack as well now. So Mm -hmm. that's cool. That's I mean, they I feel like they're really building that up a lot like it as far as right now. I don't really understand why you wouldn't get it. Like if you're interested in. The Animal Crossing DLC, the Mario Kart DLC, or Splatoon, like you have the price of all those is pretty much the price of the whole thing for a year. So it's like for like three years of it, you're still getting, you know, the the amount plus like the 64 and the Genesis games and all that. And they added some more Genesis games as well, which I played around with a little a little bit, um, which I played a little around with a little bit last night while I was editing. But uh, I played Space Harrier 2 and it does it does not run as well as the arcade, but I, I guess I never really played it on Sega. So on the Genesis. So that was kind of cool to experience that. But I, I did not play Sonic Spinball. I should have. But I've, I've played enough of it. I don't know. I, ne- I never really got into I could not really get into that game. I know Jeremy did a... I know you made a video of it for YouTube yeah. way back when. It's really hard. Yeah, it is. Super hard. It's quite Yeah, difficult. I had it on Genesis back in the day. And, you know, I, of course, playing Sonic 2, you, you had the Casino Night Zone. And everyone was like, oh, wouldn't that be cool if that was a whole game? Um, that's kind of where that started. Yeah. But they had a different development team work on it than, than the core Sonic games. And it it just feels different than a Sonic game. I mean, it's 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 a good game still. It's just really hard. And it's it, really it, floaty because really floaty. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's really changing weird. between. Yeah, you're changing between you're controlling Sonic to all of a sudden he's a ball, and then you're controlling yep. it with just flippers, and that's awkward. 
it's really strange. It doesn't, I mean, I, I thought it never controlled as well as any of the other pinball counterparts that we had, like, you know, versus like Pokemon pinball or like Metroid pinball or Mario pinball or anything like that. But I mean, but those never really transitioned into the character, like walking around and not being right. Pinball. I don't I know. think it's still worth it. It's still, I, I would still call it a good game. Even it's just so hard. And, and it, you know, you, if you've, if you've played Sonic spinball, you've certainly played all the other Sonic games on Genesis and you're left with that reminder of how good it felt on that casino night zone level on Sonic two. And it just seems like, Oh, I wish it was that. I wish it was more like that, but, but a full game the so, worth, worth trying. Certainly if you've got that. So um, yeah, give it a, give it a check, give it a, check it out. Yeah. I haven't played it since the, since the Sonic mega collection on GameCube, but yeah, I could try it again. And now, now you have rewind and save state and all that stuff. And yeah, I'm looking forward to getting past the fourth table. Finally, for the first mm-hmm. time in 25 years, it's really cheap to just buy it too. I mean, I, I know it's free if you already have NSO, but uh, the expansion, but I think you can get this game for like five bucks or less probably for the actual, actual cartridge. Mm-hmm. It seems like one of those games, everybody, it's just like everybody had it for some reason. I don't know if it was a pack in for a while or what, but anybody that had a Sega, I knew had that game. Maybe they, they all wanted, uh, they, they all wanted, uh, the casino level, you know, and it has its own thing. It says like, uh, $15 with the box on, uh, eBay. Which is pretty good for a game with Sonic on it. Maybe there's maybe yeah, maybe so many people bought Sonics that they're not really. It's not like trying to find a Streets of Rage or Fantasy Star or something like that. But I, I did play around with some other stuff on the Sega Genesis app. Uh, I almost beat I almost beat uh, Altered Beast <laughs> from playing that. Mm-hmm. So I like that game, and I forgot I forgot, but I remembered that it has a similar code like Mario does. I don't know if you remember. I'm sure you remember in the original Mario game. When you get a game over, if you press A and start at the same time, you can continue to where you were. Continue to the, oh, really? To the world. Okay. You didn't know that? I well, don't you, remember. I don't know that. Well, you can do the same thing in, in Altered Beast, where if you, as long as you're, obviously, as long as you got past the first level, when you get a game over, you can press A and start. And in order to do that, you have to figure out where A is on the controller, because it's not where A is on your, mm-hmm. it's different. It's Y, actually, because they... You know, because of the weirdness of the Sonic of the second controllers. But anyway, yeah, if you press A and start, you can re you can restart from where you were. So I was doing that, and I was trying to get to the end, and I think I got to the very last level, but I just couldn't beat the boss. Like even with like the three lives that I had, I was still not. Welcome to your doom. <laughs> you know, a side note on on that is that I like that game. Oh yeah, it's fun. Me too. The voices on <laughs> that game, in, in combination with the rewind function of the NSO. That's that gets pretty fun. I was playing that with my nephew, and he just got a blast out of it. When I was rewinding, when the guy dies, he goes, he goes, oh, yeah. And then I was rewinding, <laughs> so he goes, oh, like five minutes, and he just thought oh. that was the funniest thing ever. I didn't know it played the mute. I didn't know it played the sound back when you rewind. Did it does reverse yep. the sound. I was playing it while I was editing, so I didn't hear any. Or, no, I, I was playing it on. No, excuse me, I was playing it on the on the Genesis Classics Collection. That's right. Oh, okay. On the on the classics collection, it'll do that. So I'm misremembering, but yeah, that was pretty fun. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think it does it on NSO because it's just like when when you go back, just makes little noises like that. But yeah, it's uh it's nice to be reminded that Sega's still on there. I tend to forget about it, but I know a lot of people don't. You Sega fans, you and I'm and I'm a Sega fan. I just I get super distracted by Mario Golf, which is great like that's that's definitely the game i've played the most out of everything i put think i put like 800 minutes or something in there it's it's in my top most played 64 game so far so it's great i really like that game a lot 
as hard as it is. And I like save, save scum the fuck out of that through the tournament, but I don't care. It's still fun. Oh, yeah. I mean, you still really have to know how to do it, though. Like, it's really hard. Like, if you don't know how to play it, even with the same scubbing, you can't just, like, automatically beat it. You still got to... Mm-hmm. You still got to experiment a lot to figure out how to hit the ball right because a lot of it seems kind of random as to where it lands. But it's cool. It's cool to play though. I really, I really when like. You the save old... scum. Does the wind keep changing every time? Or does no, it stay it'll, it'll stay the same. In okay. the, I remember in the GameCube one, if you do like the save, you know, the save and quit restart, the weather mm-hmm. would change. But in this one, it doesn't. The weather stays the same. So that was an interesting thing you could do with a Toadstool Tour also. It'd be like, oh, there's too much wind. You could save, quit, and come back, and the wind might be gone. But this one I noticed, like, because I do the save and quit also, which you could do in the game regardless, and it's still, mm. it stays the same, like the wind, the wind speed and all that. But it's fun. I was, uh, what else? Oh, yeah, my other credits. I beat Skywalker Saga, finally. I made it all the way through that wonderful episode nine. <laughs> <laughs> got to kill the Emperor for the 10th <laughs> time or whatever. So I beat that. I got to got to the credits, and I just uh, I've been uh, doing the just the open world stuff, just walking around and collecting the kyber crystals and stuff like that. And that's where the you know that's as Anakin would say that's where the fun begins. Started doing like the open world stuff, and I've just been running around Cloud City, and it's a lot of fun looking for all the kyber crystals and other stuff. And I and it, when you unlock a, you can like um, build your level to where you can see all the kyber, kyber crystals in the world, so you know where they're at, but you don't know how to get to them. So there's still like one I can't find. It's like, I, well, I can find it. I know where it is, but I don't know how to get to it. Oh, and uh, when I when I was, uh, I streamed it the other night, you know, to try to test out our new internet and all that stuff. And it did work for the most part. Well, I mean, it worked until it didn't work, like most things. But it worked for a good, like, two or three hours. And it actually stopped working when I had about, like, five minutes left in the game. So, whatever. I just, I just finished the final boss battle without streaming, just because it had just, like, you wow. know, disappeared for whatever reason. But that's fine. Nobody was watching anyway. <laughs> But but um I, I ran when I when I started it up I was in you know I'd I'd quit in the middle of uh the last Jedi in the game and I thought I had encountered a game breaking bug because I uh I was in this mission where you have to find you have to find a carton of blue milk for for Luke you know blue milk loves it from all the older movies and all that stuff and the game said that I already had the carton of blue milk and I could talk to I could go and walk up to Luke but I couldn't talk to Luke he would just like look at me and just like move his hands around but he wouldn't say anything. So I couldn't get into the, so I couldn't get to the next level. I couldn't get to the story or anything. And I'm like, what the fuck? Cause I, cause I had read other reviews saying that they had run into like game breaking bugs before where characters wouldn't appear. Or, like they couldn't get like events to trigger, you know, because of whatever reason. And I'm like, oh God, did I screw it up? Because I had played through like all eight of the episodes and it would really suck for it to like die in the middle of the eighth one. And then I just can't progress anymore. And then I have to start all over again. I was like, I didn't know. I do not want to do that. So, but I, I looked on Reddit and it turned out that it's like a normal glitch. I guess you basically have to run around the island until you find another spot that says start mission. So you don't even wow. have to bring the milk to Luke. You can just go to this other thing and it says continue story and that's how you do it. But I would have never known how to do it if I didn't find it on Reddit. So I'm just like, I'm glad I didn't have to review that early. Like that's kind of a nightmare I have is running into like glitches and stuff like that where you have nobody to talk to about it. But yeah, it was like, I thought it was broken for a second and I was like, oh shit. But thankfully it wasn't. And I made it through, and I got to the credits. So that's my third. That's my third credits. It took me about twenty hours to beat like the regular levels, and then with all the amount of unlockable kyber crystals and stuff like that, the game could take like hundreds of hours. So that's great. It's a great podcast game, you know, to just run around and find shit. Is what I did in the other Lego games that I like so much. You know, uh, Marvel superheroes and Lego Batman too. Do you get to fly around in it? Um. Uh, well, kind of. Well, you don't. You don't get to like fly around on the surface, but you can leave the planet and fly around mm. outside of the planet in the space outside of the planet. Okay. 
That's cool. so. Is it like um? I mean, is, is it kind kind of like a cutscene then? If it if it if you're going if you're on the planet and you're on your ship and you take off and leave, you say you don't get to fly around on the planet. So you just like, get on the ship and yeah, it's not it's not like you can it's not like a whole transition where you get in your get in your ship and you fly like through the atmosphere and then you're in space, which is the okay. same because that would be would have been really cool. No, you get you get in there and it, and then it like has a little loading screen and then you're in space. So it's not like that was the yeah that was the coolest thing about that game Starlink or was what was the one with the Star Fox? I think it was Starlink. Yeah, Starlink. Starlink that's probably yeah, the only you actually that's do, probably yeah. the only cool thing about that game. But yeah. it, it had it had promise, but yeah, it was disappointing. I mean, I bought it. I tried to play it. I bought all the DLC. Still tried to play it. Couldn't do it. But uh, there was um, what was it supposed to be? Uh, Star Wars Battlefront Three, the original one, not the EA one. The um, Radical Entertainment was supposed to make it. The guys who did um, uh, what's it called? Time Splitters. The guy, the guys who oh, did okay. Free Radical. Free Radical. Free Radical was supposed to make it, and they did actually make it to where you could take off from the planet surface and go through the atmosphere and into space. And there was a video of it that was released, like after their company went under, and they're like, "Here's a engine that we developed for Battlefront Three, but." We don't exist anymore, so this will never happen. And it never did, not even with EA or anything. <laughs> so that sucks. But no, yeah, you could you can fly around in different ships like in space, and there's like there's a you know there, there's like races, and there's like a different uh, different like missions you can do like outside of the planet and stuff like that. I think No Man's Sky has something like that where you can take off from the surface, go to space. Well, I mean, I guess we'll see whenever it comes out. But it, and I mean, there are there are like uh, vehicles that you can use on the surface, but they don't. But you can't like leave. You can't leave the uh, the world with them, unfortunately. At least not as from what I've seen yet. I guess I haven't really tried it. That would be cool. But even when you like hyperspace, there's a little like cutscene where it goes from like planet to planet, where you kind of just like fly around in the hyperspace tube, and then it lands. It's basically disguise loading and all that stuff. But it's still fun. It's a fun game. And uh, the other day was it last Saturday? Uh, Jess and I we went out drinking with my with my niece, and we had a bunch of drinks at a. At a, at a brewery place in Aurora and we got back and, you know, had another beer and I was kind of a little, I was, I was felt like a little, like maybe a little like tipsy and I was playing Kirby for a while and I actually got stuck on a boss. I was stuck on this, like a, uh, whatever you call him, this, like this roll, like roll up looking guy. Uh, I just could not beat him and I got killed like 10 times and I ended up just giving up. I ended up rage quitting Kirby. So <laughs> there was a boss I could just not kill. Wow. Rage quitting Kirby. It's the second to the last set of levels, I think. But yeah, this this like armadillo guy, I just could not beat him, and I ended up just quitting. So I would get into Kirby if there was a game called like Kirby's Rage. I want to see something like that. Kirby flips out. Kirby's Rage quit spelled K W I T. I mean, he's all uh, he's always kind of mad on the front of all the American releases where he's got his like his like uh, eyes are like that. It has his yeah. eyebrows are got the V in the middle. Mm-hmm. So there's that. I played played more of Nobody Saves the World, which we talked about last week. Uh, I actually started liking it a lot more after we after we talked about it. I was starting to get into like the more uh, cool parts of it, even though I'm like I'm stuck on multiple. I'm like I'm stuck on like multiple different uh, dungeons. Like there's a bunch. Of, there's like three or four different dungeons in the map that I keep dying at the same time in there. But it it is fun unlocking all of the different characters and the and the classes and all that stuff. And I'm super into that stuff, and I like doing that type of grinding. So. And I got the I got the ghost class, and for some reason I can't figure out how to do like it's like the boo two or the haunt two quest, and it's it's like when you're a ghost you just basically make like this circle of damage appear around you and you just you know walk people into the damage mm-hmm. and it kills them. And this quest it wants you to make the this circle bigger, and I can't figure out how to do it. Like I've hit like every button in the game. I mean there's only like six buttons or whatever. 
I've hit all of them and none of them do anything. And I've, I've got the circle to change colors and say level two, but I still don't get any anything for the quest. And I tried looking it up li- online. I couldn't find anything. So if anybody's listening to this and plays that game, let me know how the fuck you're supposed to get through that, that whatever it is. It's the regular attack move for the ghost level two. And I just, that's gonna I just be, can't yeah, do it. I, I couldn't find stuff for Garden Story for a couple spots that I got stuck in. I think it's yeah. just not that many people were playing it. Yeah, I was surprised. Like time. I was surprised it didn't really take off. Like I was looking at the uh at like the top sales stuff in the eShop and I I think nobody saves the world was maybe at the bottom of like the download only. I figured it would like it would have went off bigger cuz it got bigger reviews and drink box and all that stuff, but I don't know, maybe people don't care. But you should get it cuz it's a great game. That's what I'm saying. I just it yeah. seemed it seemed like it fizzled out really quickly. Like nobody really cared. I haven't purchased a game for months. Yeah. I'm doing pretty good. Well, you know, there's Pocky and Rocky. You try that one out. Well, there's also one. I don't know. The I mean, lack of Becky makes me kind of. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know which one is Becky. <laughs> but what you can do, if you can get your Wii U to connect to the internet, you can buy Pocky and Rocky with Becky on the Wii U for Game Boy That's Advance. Right. So, which I was planning on getting, actually. So once again, I have to try to get mine to connect to the internet. Now that everything that I have can't connect to the internet, it's a whole new. It's a whole new game. Anyway, that's what that's what I've been playing. Cool. Well, you guys know what I've been playing. Um, You've been. I playing... wanted to point out though. <laughs> I was going to throw that. I did play Switch this week because, and I already said what I did. I played Tetris, so that was it. <laughs> I'm at level 101, so that's why I said Mr. Dalmatians at the beginning. Uh, oh. So yeah, I, I crossed that threshold. I'm at crazy high level, and yeah, I'm just having fun. At this point, the game's gotten pretty easy. If I just go to certain regions, like I'm pretty in pretty good shape, like. Unless I'm just outright sloppy, like I can go in. So one thing I've been having fun doing is going into the levels I've already finished and just walking through, just killing every enemy I see in one hit, you know, having fun doing that and then just exploring and finding all the stuff I probably missed. There's a lot of hidden stuff. Like I went back to Stormvale, the castle that's kind of the first sort of dungeon you get to, you know, and it's been weeks since I've really been there, played that area. And I went back and I found this huge area that I had missed completely. And it, it would I could see why it was easy to miss it. You had to like go off a ledge over here and it looked like you might die if you fell. But I was like, fuck it, I'll just jump down there and see. And it took away quite a bit of damage, but I survived the fall. And then it's just a bunch of dead bodies everywhere and rats. It's pretty gross. Mm. And then while I was down there, I found this giant face, like a dead face that's like probably the size of like a small skyscraper just kind of draped over the ground with these tentacles coming out of it. Really creepy stuff. Kind of, uh, have you ever seen the episode of uh, Rin and Stimpy where they're eating the hog hog faces? I don't remember that episode where like, it's it's like the the hog faces get set in the window, kind of like a pie and they're trying to steal them, but it's literally just the f- yeah, okay. Vaguely the skin of the hogs. Yep. Yeah. That's what it reminds me of. <laughs> <laughs> just a giant version of that. So yeah. I actually found a YouTube video about it and the game never really answers what it is, but you get a, um, it's like the Prince of Death's pustule. You pick that up as an item. So that's pretty gross. But the theory is that this is one of the gods that died. It's just his dead body. One of like the main gods, um, basically like the, not like Zeus, but Zeus's dad, kind of that level of gods, like old gods. Um, so yeah, that's cool. Uh, I found out that I, from listening to that bon, bonfire side chat, which is a great podcast, I'm plugging it again, uh, that I killed a pretty important character a, a while ago. So that I was fighting this boss, 
and he was in a cave. I went into this cave and I found a treasure chest and usually treasure chests are protected when you go into these kind of areas. So I thought it was weird. I could just walk up and open up the treasure chest. I opened it up and it had like a cloth shirt, something really like useless. I was like, this is weird. And then right away, someone's like, aha, stealing from me, are you? And this guy starts attacking me and he's pretty strong. Like he almost killed me. So I started fighting back and realized he's pretty weak. So I just start, I'm kind of like swinging wildly. And then he goes, wait, stop, stop. But like right after he said that, I like was still in the animation of my attack. And I killed him. Turns out his name is Patches and he's like kind of an important character for like a lot of the side quests. So I probably screwed that up. And you can't really like do a save revert in this game. It just saves all the time. And it since I'm playing it on Steam, it's always doing a cloud save as well. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like, well, Patches is dead. But I guess Patches is a really important character in all the Souls games. Like he shows up. Mm-hmm. He's he- kind of like a little joke character they have in each game. Yeah. Is he is he like Sid? Kind of like Sid, yeah. I guess I Sid's not a joke character, but he's in like no. Every Sid's Final actually Fantasy. usually pretty important. Yeah. yeah. Who's Sid? Sid Sid's, Sid's a, like the, Sid's a character an engineer. In Final Fantasy. Yeah. Usually the one who builds the airship or involved with the airship in some way. He's a reoccurring character. Even though what was it in Final Fantasy 15? It was Sid's daughter that that had mm. that runs an auto repair shop that you take the car yeah. to. So that's where that's where that was. But yeah, Sid's always in there in some way. Sid is also a playable character in the racing game in the in the. Um, Chocobo racing. Chocobo. Yeah. So he's in there. But he's, he's got a big beard, big glasses. Mm. He's cool. Yes, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So patches, I guess. And I heard a little bit. I like, they were just talking about it on that podcast. So I was like, oh, okay. Well, I could learn about him at least. Turns out I like would have ended up being able to buy a lot of cool stuff from him. Because <laughs> you do a lot of side quests where you're like basically running stuff for him, like running items around, and then he'll give you new items. I think kind of fetch questy, but. I still would have liked to get some old, some more cool stuff. Whatever, though. So last week, I had just finished beating uh, Star Scourge Radon. And uh, Alex, I asked Alex where he was. Alex uh, Arota, who was on last week, he said he was in um, Mount Gilmere. So I kind of made my way to there so I could kind of like, I don't know, see what was over there. It's I decided I think I'm just going to beat all the, the shard bearers because you only need to beat two. But at this point, I've beaten three. So I might as well just beat four. And then I'll have beaten all the ones that are out, and you know, in the overworld before I like go to the next part of the game, uh, which I think is like a whole other section. But speaking of other sections, I followed that. There's a falling star that falls out of the sky. Obviously, uh, after you beat that boss, I beat last week. Turns out I didn't realize this. That guy was keeping the stars from moving, so <laughs> stars can move again thanks to beating him. Uh. Um, but one of them fell out of the sky and made a huge hole in the ground. And so I went there and found a whole underground city called the Eternal City of Nokron. And I guess it's like basically the whole world rejected this city because they were like uh, heretics or something like that. So it got pushed under. It's like all underground. And it's really awesome. It's just a whole other world down there. Um, And the way you get to it is really cool, too, because... You just see this gigantic gaping hole in the ground where there used to just be like a field that you could run through. And uh, you'd actually descend all the way down. And I'd say it's thousands of feet. You're just dropping down all these ledges and seeing all these ruins as you go down and finding a lot of cool items and stuff. Not a whole lot of bosses or not a whole lot of enemies, just 
sort of like a platforming section that was really fun and really like visually satisfying to watch you know because there's like all this cool fog and all, like there's ruins everywhere in this game but the ones underground are like sparkly they're even cooler they're like magical so yeah there's so much that i've done since last week basically i've just been running around and uh doing all these side quests and getting stronger obviously gaining levels i found out you have to after you beat one of those bosses they give you the the the, the, the piece of the elden ring that's the the rune they give you each boss has one you have to actually activate it you have to go to a divine tower in each region wherever the boss was located and there then you climb all the way to the top of that and then you activate the rune and then for you have to equip the rune and then to actually use the rune you have to use yeah it's really complicated you know i'm i'm almost 200 hours into this game and i just realized that you have to use this item called a rune arc which is a uh which is a item that you know you use up and it's gone. So you have a finite number of them. You use the rune arc, and then the rune that you have equipped becomes active. So I would have never figured this out if I hadn't got online and looked it up. But you use the rune arc, and you're really, really strong. And you, you keep it. It stays active until you die. So theoretically, if you were wanting to just grind and you knew you weren't going to die, you can activate a rune arc, and then you're just super strong. Like it, the one I have activated right now makes me like it just boosts all my stats. So I just it's like I'm like several levels stronger than I am already, and it just makes it really easy to just run through and just decimate stuff and get a lot of experience points or whatever runes. Uh, yeah, I was trying to think what else I've done. Oh, I guess this is kind of cool. So I last week I mentioned they had released a patch, and not to be confused with patches. What I was just talking about, but they had they released a patch that makes the game run better. I guess yeah. The long and short is that this game just keeps surprising me with how deep it is, and some might find that annoying. I, I actually kind of do find it a little annoying that I could have been doing a lot of these things for the whole time. But I don't think I'm alone in not getting all the little minutiia of this game. I think you just have to look this shit up and figure it out that way. So that's what make you want to play through it again. I'm already like thinking about my next playthrough. Yeah, because. This game's all about creating the character you want to play with, and it can change your entire experience for the game. Like, kind of like Monster Hunter, you know, like if you play with a different weapon, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, each weapon is their own game, pretty much. Like, you could exactly, and and then it's, you know, infinite. So, if I played again, I would probably do, I think I want to do the uh, either the wretch or the uh, because the wretch is like the naked character. There's always like a naked character in these games, I guess. So I either want to be the wretch or I want to be uh, just try to be the samurai. The samurai playthrough is supposed to be really, really fun because it's like a stealth and, you know, it's very stealthy because you're quieter. You have like stealth magic you get to use and you can just totally decimate people with a sword. That'll be fun. Like a katana rather than all these heavy great swords and stuff like a katana would be more fun, I think, Hmm. for taking people down really quick. Yeah, I'm excited to play this again. I never like like the really slow moving giant swords in any of the RPGs that I've played. I'm more about the the quicker the quicker stuff. But I guess the the one big thing I wanted to mention lastly is that that patch that they released that made the game run better made it to where it works on my other computer. Oh, cool. So it's great. Yeah, it's like holy shit. since it's on Steam, like the cloud save just I can just go between the two computers at will, and it's just it, I just keep playing, you know. So. Um, it's also great playing it on my big old TV screen, which it's not huge. It's like a 32-inch TV or whatever, but 
it compared to the little laptop screen, it actually makes the game more fun because I could see, I can actually see things better. And like, I found so much extra stuff just because I can see better, like going back into old areas. And yeah, I don't know when I'll beat this game. When I was, uh, I don't know, that reminds me, I mean, I'm sure you do the thing like whenever you get like a new TV or something or you get a bigger TV, you like return to old games that you've played before. At least mm-hmm. I, I did that. You know, it kind of reminds me of that. Like when I like when I first got like a big TV when I was a, when I was a kid at my mom's house. When yep. I first got like a big tube TV, I played like all of my favorite Super Nintendo games again on it. Like I remember playing like Maximum Carnage and stuff like that, and seeing what extra stuff I could find. Even though there's not really that much extra stuff for that, but mm-hmm. I did that a lot. Like when we got this t- bigger TV here, I did the same thing where I tried to play. Sometimes you notice from... like versing. You know, when you're playing something in handheld versus playing it on the TV, like you'll notice a lot more sometimes. I remember going from uh, um, a 19-inch TV to a 25-inch, and 25-inch was huge in 1993, um, and just marveling at how big Mario was. I was like, Mario's as big as my pinky finger. This is, like, amazing. <laughs> it's like a 25-inch is, yeah. is so small still. It's just, like, six inches more. And the, just the other day, my nephew was at my parents' house and looking at the – there's a TV up in the bedroom uh, – my bedroom when I, when I stayed there and it's like a 40 inch or something and he said why is your tv so small <laughs> like you don't even 40 inches is small to him yeah is it a flat screen or like an old tube tv it's a flat screen oh okay let's just say if you have a 40 inch tube tv up in your <laughs> oh geez i'd be very jealous yeah it weighs 600 pounds <laughs> i mean we have a giant tube tv in our apartment here i would love for you to I don't know, convince Conan to sell it to you or something so we could get it out of the living room. It's just been sitting <laughs> oh, there for did, like three years. Did you give it? To, is it Conan's TV? Yeah, he found it outside in the trash. And it works? Yeah, it's a big TV. It's very heavy, though. And we can't move it. Yeah. I thought I was hoping maybe you would make an offer to him and you could take it out of here. <laughs> I might. You, we, you would need multiple. I don't know you how I'm going to transfer You would need multiple people <laughs> to get it out. It's very, it's very heavy. It would be very difficult. <laughs> yeah, and then I got to get it here, and then I got to get it upstairs. Yep, at my house. Yep, it would be it would be a to do, as as we say. Well, that's it for you, Jeremy. Um, and uh, you know, speaking of Elden Ring, Breath of the Wild, I've been playing that again, and I beat the Ballad of the Champions. So I'm not quite through with all the DLC. Do you have the yet? Do you have the motorcycle then? I got the motorcycle. Yep. What do you think? It's fun. It's cool, right? Yeah, it's really fun. And I was playing it. Um, I brought it over to to my sister's house, and I. Said to my nephew, I, I got something really cool on my Breath of the Wild that you don't have. Um, he said, what? And, you know, I said, I'm just going to turn it on and let you see it. And so I went to the top of a mountain and summoned the motorcycle. And he was just like, whoa. <laughs> he just had fun playing that all day. So, yeah, it's really a lot of fun. Just to, it, it's, it's, it's maybe one of the best, like, ultimate, uh, you know, beat the game rewards ever especially with such a game as breath of the wild where it's all about exploring the land and the whole time the whole 200 hours you've been playing it's taken you a long time to build up and see every bit if you if you have seen every bit of the land and then at the end it's like well here you go now you can go 100 miles an hour and like pop wheelies and fly off of cliffs and stuff it's like <laughs> it's so satisfying it's great it, it's just well it adds you another way to explore the world more you know that's why i thought that's why i was saying that you that it's good to get it's good to get it earlier than before you've already explored everything because if you're exploring everything and then you get the motorcycle, it's like, what's the point? You just get to drive by all the places you've already been to. It's more fun to have this, 
you have the motorcycle and just drive around. Like, that's what I did for a while after I got it. And I was like, well, where haven't I gone to in the map? I'll just drive there with the motorcycle. Can you run Moblins down? You can. Nice. Yep. Yep. So you haven't gotten it yet, Jeremy? No. Sorry. Okay. I can confirm without spoilers that the end boss that Trey said was so cool is so cool. Good. And I was correct. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I was hoping I didn't miss, I was hoping I didn't misremember it. But yeah, don't say what it correct. is because I want you to. No, I won't say what it is. I want you to find it on your own eventually. It's Zelda. Finally. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah and, and I just intend to go through and 100% the game minus the Korok seeds. I don't think I'll ever want to get all those. Uh, but I'm finding that it is making me want to find more of the Korok seeds. The combination of having the motorcycle and the Korok mask, which I got that too. Because it's fun to just put the mask on and uh, you know ride around on the motorcycle and then the mask sort of shakes every once in a while and gives you a, a notification that your the Korok seeds nearby. If you do that, then finding those Korok seeds does become a little bit a little bit addictive. Mm. It's like a notification on your phone or something like, oh, I gotta check my phone. Like my Korok seed is is is, is ringing or whatever. I gotta go find that thing. I gotta go pick up the shit. Right. <laughs> so I'm enjoying it and I intend to play a lot more of it. So I also got uh, my brother ate my pudding. Which yeah, is the newest game in the in the in the mom hid my what, yeah, what did saga. I call it the 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 hid the hid taken eaten verse dancing Mul- saga multiverse whatever the family there's another uh, there's a new one because there was what mom hid my game one and two there was like mom can't dance hide, or what was the other one hide and dance hide and dance yeah that's mm-hmm. what it was and now it's take uh, what sister took my pudding my, no, brother, my brother ate my pudding ate my pudding. So do you have to like search out wherever he poops and then you find the remains of the pudding <laughs> or do you have to like find the, the empty pudding pudding cup or something like the game Are starts there different pudding flavors. <laughs> they don't go too much into the pudding, oh. but um, it starts with the, the, the brother going to the fridge, eating the pudding. Then the sister checks the fridge and she says, Oh, my pudding's gone. And the game begins. And so the sister is chasing the brother throughout the house and you're the brother and you have to instead of finding your your game, you have to find a hiding spot to hide from your sister as she runs through the house after you. Uh, it's essentially the same. It's just an excuse for more gags and everything. But that series is fantastic. They're always five dollars, and you can beat them you know, within one sitting, which I did. I think I, trade trade sent the message. I didn't that the game was available. I didn't see it until the next morning, but I saw the message, and within one hour, I hopped on bought the game and beat it. And wow. I love it. I love those games. I played through the first one in an hour. Like that was one of our most watched uh, YouTube videos for a while. Cause I was the only one that did a walkthrough, I guess a sort of quote unquote walkthrough of it. It was just me playing it, but, mm. but that was like the only way to find the answers to puzzles and stuff for a while in there. Yeah. yeah you can expect about mom with the lampshade over her head. You can expect more like you know, wacky hiding places like that. And more um, sort of, there's a few video game in jokes in there. And the ending is, is genuinely surprising and, and funny and made me laugh out loud. Uh, I, I yeah, I love those games. I played this one actually on the iPhone because the whole series is available on, on the iPhone. And there's like, I think it's like nine or 10 of them. And I think it's the, pretty much the same. But again, I'm going to, even though it's available for, for free on the iPhone, I'm going to keep getting these games on the Switch because they just seem like Nintendo games. Like it surprised me to learn that they weren't actually first party Nintendo games. They just seem so much like, like the old WarioWare mini games and like the good ones. And um, yeah, everyone should play these games. So charming and so funny. I, I mean, wonder if my them. mom hadn't hidden my switch. Like, 
Oh, nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the other thing they're like Japanese uh they're like Japanese mobile games, right? Like uh ported mm-hmm. to Switch. But yeah, they have yep. that they have that good like weird quirky humor and all that stuff. I never played I never played 2. I didn't play Mom hid my game 2. No. I, I played played a little bit of the hide and dance or whatever, but that one was. Yeah, that one wasn't great. The music was no. cool, I guess. I like yeah. the music, but that's right. It was, yeah, <laughs> it was. It wasn't. Uh, yeah, I don't know. When I hear, when I see the title of this, I can't help but think of that. It was at the state that sketch with the. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> the like five hundred dollars worth of pudding or whatever. Where they yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> oh right, yeah. <laughs> see what this box what says? It says cook and chill. That's what I do every night, baby. I cook and I chill. <laughs> yeah, I, lo- I love that sketch. Yeah, where they like rub their asses in the pudding at the end. Excuse me while I touch the sky. Yeah. So just it was such a stupid, ridiculous skit skit but i thought it was hilarious at the time i still think it's funny and then the other thing i did this week was i beat quake he did you, yeah, made wow, that you guys are beating games left and right i was uh oh, yeah. yeah first question i had obviously when you beat quake was how hard was it because uh i love quake i think quake is really good i hated the boss i thought the boss was definitely the lowest part of the game because it's i don't know it's just not really fun it's kind of super random like i don't know like talk about it so the end boss is uh essentially just so there's one, there's like a, it's like a big blob. You don't even really fight the boss, but imagine a big giant blob in the middle of a room and you have to go around the room in like this sort of spiraling corridor uh, and go, uh, go make your way up all the while fighting all the hardest characters that you previously saw in the game. So like that, that mostly those... the big giant guy who shoots the electricity at you. Or those spider ladies who shoot the bombs at you. I hate those spider things. Yeah, mostly the spider things. Because isn't there like a portal yeah. that they're coming out of also? Like that was that was my problem was I tried to kill all of them, but I ran out of ammo because they never stopped coming. Because there was a portal they kept coming out of. So you have to go all the way to the portal. There isn't an infinite amount. Like they don't just keep coming out. I think that there's... um Like when I got to the very end, there was one more surprise spider lady that came out of the portal. But it's not like an infinite amount of them. See, I didn't. You had the strategy of of just you know blasting through, trying to trying to make your way to the portal and forgetting about fighting them. My strategy was to save scum the shit out of it, yeah, and just inch my way up bit by bit, and and finally finally get there. So I did end up killing all the characters, and it took me at least an hour, I think. And when I when I got to that level, first off, I didn't even have that much ammo to begin with. So I was in kind of I was kind of a you know behind eight ball in that way. So it took me a long time to get up there, and I finally finally did it. And you're right, there's a portal at the end. As there's been portals throughout the game, and you know you just don't really know where they're going to go when you when you see them. And so I jumped in the portal. Finally, after beating all these other characters, jumped in the portal, and it immediately throws me into lava and kills me. Yeah, it's like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, you go straight like, to death. Yeah, right. And like I. Because it's you know it's a first person game. It's like I didn't even see where I was really, but I saw it was all red, and I was just thrown into lava. Like I beat all those. So then I'm I tried again, and again it throws me into lava time after time again. Like well, what do I do? I killed all the other characters. Now there's just this big blob thing here, and the blob doesn't even attack you or anything. It just sits there. But that's the that's the end boss. Yeah. So like, well, let me try jumping down there and just you know killing this thing. And so I jumped down to the end boss and with my few bullets that I had left, I shot it, ran out of bullets. Now I just have the hatchet 
So I'm like, oh, I just have to hack this thing to death with the hatchet, the weakest weapon. And I'm sitting there for, I must have been hacking the thing for like 10 minutes. Like, uh, is this what I'm supposed to do? Like, it was so anticlimactic. <laughs> you have more patience than I do. Like I, uh, like I said, I just, I got annoyed by the guys and I, and I was kept running out of ammo and they kept respawning. Well, well, whatever, whatever amount of them kept coming out of the portal. So I just looked it up and I'm like, fuck this. So I just like ran through yeah. everybody into the portal. I just didn't know what, what to do at all. Cause I'd already beaten everybody else. Uh, and I'm like, I, I jumped in the portal. The portal killed me. Yeah. And then of course, all right, well, I'm just going to try to hack this thing to death. After 10 minutes of hacking at it with the hatchet, I, I finally just decided to, like you said, look it up. All right. I got, I'm exhausted. I've exhausted all the possibilities here. And it said, you're supposed to jump in the portal. I was like, I did that. And it killed me. Mm-hmm. So I tried again and again. It must've been a total of probably 20 times. And finally, randomly one time I went in the portal and then it went to like a cutscene of the end boss. And I exploded out of the end boss. And that was <laughs> it. It's like, congratulations. You beat the game. I'm like what the fuck? Yeah. So it, it was, it must've just been a glitch that I was going in the portal and falling out into the lava. No, all no, actually, actually, no, that's, it's not a glitch. Like what, so what it is, is the portals moving. The portal is constantly moving around the boss and you have to jump through the oh. portal when the portal is inside of the boss, not outside oh. of the boss. So if you're outside of the boss, it throws you into the lava and you die, but you have to watch where the portal is and you have to jump in it when it's inside of the boss. And that's, and then you appear inside the boss and kill the boss. It's really See, dumb. I, did not get that. I saw <laughs> yeah. that little ball thing going around there, but yeah. I did not, I never had any idea what it was because it there's a ball that's floating around the boss constantly. And, but it doesn't give you any indication. It doesn't, it doesn't hurt you. It's not a missile or anything like that. It's just like, I thought it was like, weird decorative thing like maybe that's the boss's eye and that's how he's surveying the land or whatever i had no clue that that was a portal yeah i I had no idea like i was uh i basically got really yeah i I think i looked up on how to do it and i was just like all right fuck it i'm just gonna go run through the portal so i just ran through everything and then i ran through the portal and it happened to be in the boss and the boss exploded and it's like hooray and i'm like okay (laughs) i did it in one hit and i'm like all right that's this level stupid it was definitely it was my least favorite of uh, they had better bosses in the game and i love the game like i had you know i played it all the way through the, the end i really liked it a lot but that final boss was like yeah it's yeah, i thought it was really dumb and they really don't explain it at all like it's like how would have you yeah. figured that out if you didn't have the internet or you if it hadn't have. been out for like 20 years or however long it's been out for they should have had like a little baby step at the beginning to teach you that hey this portal that you're ju- stepping into is the the other end of it is this little ball thing that's floating around. If they had done something simple at the beginning of the level, yeah, then maybe that would have been an interesting boss fight. Instead, you're right; it was just why are they they're throwing the hardest enemies at me, and then at the end, I get in the portal and I fall in love and die. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I was having a hundred percent. I played that game the whole day the other day. I played it for like ten hours, so I was on a hundred percent on Quake, and it right up until the end, I was like pedal to the metal let's go yeah. and then wait what <laughs> yeah no it's, uh, like i said it's really really fun and then that end part just like it's like what the fuck it's just like really just grinds the funness to a stop there just with this really weird obscure boss i mean we could do it i'm sure we we kind of did it with our endings episode on patreon but i thought about doing a whole we could do a whole patreon episode about bosses you know disappointing ones and gratifying ones and that was definitely a disappointing one for me because <laughs> i was like yeah Okay. All right. Yeah. It's either like you really get super frustrated with it or it just randomly happens and you don't know, you know, there's no like satisfaction to it really. It's just kind of like, 
I understand it's different than all the other ones, but it's real confusing. And it's not yeah. fair also if you like didn't save and you fought through all these fucking guys and you get to fight through them again in hopes to maybe kill the guy and not end up in the lava again. It's like so, yeah, not cool. <laughs> but yeah, my pick of the week is pudding. <laughs> Hopefully you continue to play Quake because there is like additional D- DLC chapters. Oh, yeah. That. It actually, they just updated it too. I should talk about that. It was a big difference between uh, you know last week when I played it and then after the update. You can see just visually it pops more. They updated the, the contrast levels. It looks a lot better. And then they added something about uh, horde mode. Let's see what else was added in there. I'm really impressed with how they're they're keeping up with and modernizing this game, especially after they just t- had a sale. And, you know, usually when you get the sale, it's like, oh, this game's on the outs. And they're just trying to squeeze another buck out of it. But they're really continuing to support this 25-year-old game. So that's cool. Well, I mean, I think that, I mean, you know, Quake is like, it's like Super Mario Brothers to some people. Like, this was like a, a big, like, revolutionary first-person shooter yep. when it came out. So people still, like, love it, and they still love the way it is. So they still want to mm-hmm. continue to put things out for it. Like, a lot of the stuff, and lo- some of the stuff that they add are, like, fan stuff that people make, you know, like, additional levels. And, mm-hmm. and that's cool. Like, they do the same thing with Doom. Like, with the Doom games, like, you can play additional fan-made maps and stuff like that still on, like, Doom 1 and 2 on the Switch even, which is really cool. It's just, like, the f- people love it so much still because it's still a great game and it meant so much, you know, when it came out. So I feel like that's probably why a lot of it, why they keep doing stuff with it. Some of the cool stuff they've added is like, it'll it'll read the voice chat. If you happen to do uh, a chat in this game, it can basically do text to speech. So if you are someone who's maybe sight impaired and can't, can't read the speech, it'll automatically voice it. I think that's pretty cool. I mean, I think, I feel like it would be also really advantage, uh, really advantageous if you're like playing it, and you don't have time to look at it. Like, I was wondering, right, do, do people do that? Like, is there a way to do that when you stream on Twitch? Like, when people comment to you, is there a way to, like, get, I'm sure there is. There's a way for your computer to just, like, read it to you. Because, you know, because mm-hmm. so, if you're playing, like, a, you know, a very a very intense gameplay game, you're not going to be able to look at the chat, you know. You're not going to be able to respond to these people because you're in the middle of this, you know, very action-heavy game. So I was thinking about that the other day. Because if I'm playing, like, a racing game or something like that, I can't look at the chat at all. You know, because I got my eyes is, is on the road the whole time. And, you know, I have no real, like, sit around time. You know, or sometimes when I look at the chat, I miss the game. And I wonder about those people who have, like, 100 people. Like, I know there's, like, moderators and stuff. But there has to be, like, somebody, like, telling them what they're saying. Like, they, they don't have time to read all those comments and all that stuff. I'm just saying mm. it would be really helpful. Like, I, I worked with a person on a job uh, that she, like, had. She said she had, like, her, her earbuds in. And her phone would just, like, read her text message to her whenever they come through. So you don't have to check your you'd have to check your phone it would just automatically read it into your ear whenever you get text and i was like well that's super handy you know yeah you know for especially if you're like on the go like doing production stuff and all that you don't have to look at your phone ever because it'll automatically tell you whatever the production is telling you like through this check this the text message and all that right so yeah that makes a lot of sense to me i would be interested in playing some multiplayer on this game we we could try it. it we could try to i mean well we have it oh no jeremy has it too i guess we we could all I mean because you can play I mean you could probably play it it is cross platform multiplayer which is really cool so there's a chance that you might actually be able to play somebody online even when we're not there but we should be able to all play online like I said my internet's uh, you know weird so <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know how well it'll work now but it it would be it would be worth a try we we could try it out and I also want to play four player golf Mario golf second that'd be fun knock you all down that's it for me though all right cool well let's take a break and then we'll come back and talk about the news and releases 
and all that stuff. Heck yes. Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! Nintendo main expansion pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and hey, Mario, let go. Whoa. 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 He's throwing us back to the show. So long, gay Bowser. Ah! Ah! Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Game over. from the break and uh, let's talk about the releases for this week because there's quite a few coming out this week is the release of switch sports coming out this friday for 39.99 i kept like trying to convince wow. myself to like not get the game because i kept thinking it was going to be 60 dollars, but you know 40 dollars i think is worthy of still getting it even though i'm only really interested in the bowling aspect of it but i was like once again i need to get some sort of weird uh all right so switch sports is coming out this friday 429 are either of you interested interested but i'm gonna hold off i just don't need it right now i got a lot of other stuff i'm playing so at, at some some point where there's a lull i'll pick it up because I, I enjoyed the beta test i thought the bowling was really fun looking forward to trying some of the other stuff and it'll be fun to have a wii sports like experience again yeah i think i might pick it up like maybe this summer if we have a barbecue or something maybe that i'll be like i'm gonna pick up that sports game so we can play it with friends yeah it's kind of like um 
I mean, I'm not I'm not really that super interested in it. Uh, I thought it was actually going to cost a lot more. That it's cool that it's forty and not fifty. For some reason, I thought it was like fifty or sixty, but it isn't. I was like, I could buy it like for MGC, and maybe people could come play it or something. But I don't know. It's kind of like I would only play it just so Jess and I could play bowling, you know. And that's like the real thing that I care about because I don't really, you know, I don't really care that much about playing tennis or volleyball or badminton or whatever. And yeah, I'll play golf later when it gets added. So it's still kind of like. I don't know, I'm kind of on the fence about it. I'll probably still end up getting it just because I buy everything Nintendo. But I might not I might not buy it till I get back. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how I feel. We'll see what's going on this Friday when it comes out or this Thursday night or whatever. Well, at 40 bucks that means the eventual sale price will be 30 and I think at 30 it'll be a no-brainer. That would probably yeah. trigger me to get it. But you know that sale price if it happens isn't going to happen for another 3 years. True. Because that's the way Nintendo sales work as in they don't exist basically. And you'll get lucky to get $10 off. I mean you'll have to buy it physical if you actually want to get it for a sale price. But maybe when it adds uh golf to it it'll be worth it'll be worth it. But yeah, Switch Sports coming out this Friday. Yeah, uh, we'll see on that one. I'm waiting for some reviews too to see like if it's if this like nostalgia to Wii Sports thing actually will work you know for a for a 39.99 game also there's some other games that i thought were worth mentioning coming out this week marble maid comes out on the 28th it's actually a monkey ball game but it's a maid in a ball it's 9.99 you can jump around it looks kind of funny like the levels look for anybody who's uh, looking for that monkey ball action you can get more of it for ten dollars uh this one is a h game i guess as uh, alex would refer to it I actually showed, showed him a trailer for it because i thought it was so funny there's a game called waifu impact which is a third person water gun shooter with basically anime girls running around in bikinis and you shoot them with super soakers it looks really dumb but it's five dollars and it might be fun for a stream or something like that i guess I see what you did there. I wasn't even trying, but there it is. Also, uh, Bug Snacks comes out this week on the 28th. I am Thursday. interested in this. $25 is what it's releasing at. Uh, Bug Snacks, of course, was a big, like, what, Xbox, whatever it's called, release. I think I'm going to get that. No, it was on Xbox. Bug Snacks. Yeah, it was well, an Xbox was One X exclusive okay. at first. Yeah. It, I remember Jeremy saying it was Bug Snacks for Xbox. Yep. <laughs> so that's how you remember things. Make weird rhymes about it. Or that KKB's in it, so I have to buy it. Yeah, KKB does the main theme. I don't know if they do more than that, but I, I'm really interested in it. It's you know, it's Octodad developers. Uh, I'm kind of just curious to see what people say about how it runs on Switch. I'm not really running out to get it on the on the. It's a bizarre ass well, game, so I mean, I'll I'm, get it and I can tell you what I think. Sure, you could be the ambassador. I'm not running out to get anything, so I mean, I buy everything digitally, so I don't know why I even said that. But you know, uh, getting on the eShop and doing whatever. I think it's time I bought something on the Switch. Yeah, get some bug snacks. Maybe you do bug snacks, and maybe I'll do Switch Sports still. I don't know. It depends on whether anybody wants to hang out with me at MGC. Maybe I'll want to get it just to have it as a party game or something. Another game called Light Fairy Tale. It's a chibi-looking turn-based RPG, which kind of reminds me of Final Fantasy VII and some of the art style, I guess, minus the chibiness. But it had been, uh, it had been like people had talked about it before on other things. It's eight ninety nine. It's the first episode. It's on sale, one dollar off. It's normally nine ninety nine. Light Fairy Tale. I don't know. It looked kind of cool. It was like, well, only one chapter. Maybe I could try it. Another big one that was announced, Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe version, is coming out this week also for twenty four ninety nine. Definitely get this in. one. Not this week though. I love these kind of games. Sort of, you know, first person puzzle portal, super liminal. Um, I've, I've been hearing a lot about this one, and I've never tried it, so I'm, I'm very fascinated. Yeah, twenty four ninety nine. Um, I don't know what all you get with it, but I mean that's a fine price for me. Anything around twenty, I think it's great. That's coming out on Wednesday. Also, Zombie Army 4, which is a game that I reviewed, it just came out as of the time that we're recording this. And Zombie Army 4, 
the big and the big question that I had for that is there was as I was playing through the game, there were things that were that showed up as downloadable content as DLC, but you could not access any of it until the actual release date. And now that the game has been released, they've shown what the DLC stuff is. And I had an idea. I had to do some extra research for the review, but basically, you get season one content for free. Well, for for fifty dollars with the purchase of the regular game, and season two or th- two and three, which are already out for PC, those are available. But you have to buy them each for thirty four ninety nine. That's f- thirty five dollars each, which is kind of expensive. And I was just looking through as to what you get. You can buy a you can buy each thing separately if you want. You can kind of like piecemeal them. But if you do that, that's going to be like seventy each or something like that. It's ridiculous. Like the like the differences. Like if you do because like each character set is like ten dollars. Like uh, I think like the new weapons is ten dollars. Like each of the each of the new levels i think is eight bucks something like that so i mean i was like well maybe i could because the only thing i'm really interested in is the new weapons and the new levels you know for the dlc and i've and i figured out that if i bought if i bought the new levels and the new weapons it would end up being like 32.99 or something like that i'd be saving like two dollars so i'm like well fuck it i guess i'll have to get the 34.99 one i'm not sure if i'm gonna get it yet but i was really really curious about what was going to happen with that and also now that the game is finally available online i can see how the online works for the switch you know there'll actually be some people on there hopefully that i can play online with because it is like it is a four-player game so it's meant to be played multiplayer so yeah there's the two uh the season two and three for 34.99 each that's like 70 extra dollars it kind of felt like almost like hitman 3 level for me like john you know when you kept buying all the extra stuff for hitman 3 it's like am i ended am i gonna end up paying like $200 for this, which granted, actually, I never paid for Zombie Army 4 to begin with, so I shouldn't really be that upset about it. <laughs> I mean, I got a $50 value for free for view. Sure. And the difference with Hitman 3, though, it was like, you were paying for, like, the extras were two full other games and then their their DLC. But it seems like this is, these are still pieces of Zombie Army 4. They're not Zombie Army 1, 2, and 3. Yeah, which is also selling for thirty four ninety nine. I mean, these are these are just, yeah, this is, this is DLC for Zombie Army 4, but it's all the same. Like, I, well, like, it sells for the same price on PC, so it's not like a Switch tax or anything like that. It's just kind of weird the way it is. And, I mean, you did, you do get a lot of extra stuff for it. I don't know. I'm still not sure about how I feel about getting it or not. But you can get free Left 4 Dead DLC, where you can turn your characters into Left 4 Dead characters, so there's that that you can get for free that's on there that wasn't known to me until later. So I, I still have to beat the season one stuff on Zombie Army 4, and then we'll see how I feel after that. And I want to try out some of the multiplayer stuff. And I also want to play Zombie Army 1, two, one through 3. So we'll see. There's there's another game coming out this week called uh, Research and Destroy. It's a Spike Chunsoft turn-based action game. There's a demo available for it, but I didn't actually get to try it. But I'm really interested to where the turn-based action thing, does that mean like uh, Valkyrie or Chronicles? type thing or like um project steam or whatever it was like that like those sort of games because i'm always interested in those type of games so you can try it out for free well with the demo and it's a spike chunks off so i know we've always liked their stuff before and uh, we already talked about my brother ate my pudding which came out uh lumo came out like last week it's like a it's like a platformer type game with a glowing thing in there it was kind of one of those that was offered for review which i went with zombie armor zombie army instead the game looks pretty cool lumo has a nice visual art style there's also a, there was a game called Deadcraft announced it's like a top-down survival type thing uh, made by the same people who did uh the daemon x machina and uh there's a demo out for that too i haven't tried it yet but i have it downloaded so i want to try it out it comes out on your birthday 519 comes out on the 19th yeah 
I don't know. I mean, from what I saw of it, it doesn't really look like my style, but I'll have to wait. You know, I'll have to wait for the reviews on it. You saying you don't have any tolerance for, for it, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> well, good segue, because the game, a game that I've talked about many a times on this show, a game, a nice game that I discovered from playing the Sega Genesis, uh, Zero Tolerance, which is an, a very good Wolfenstein-style first-person shooter that was on the Sega Genesis, it's getting a re-release for Switch. Hooray! And it's a trilogy. There's three of them on there. So I've only played the first one. And I'm really interested if they're going to try to do the uh, system-to-system multiplayer, because you could do that with the original Genesis. If you had two Gen- if you had two Genesis that you could hook up together, you could play two-player, like with your own screen. So uh, hopefully there's some online stuff on there. I know there's like a whole bunch of like a limited edition uh, physical version stuff out on this, but I could not find... I could not find the release date anywhere for the actual game. So that's annoying. I want to know, like, is there a digital version? I mean, there has to be a digital version, right? And, like, where, like, what is that releasing? Like, what day is that releasing? Because I want to get all these, but I just don't know how. And the only thing, and the only thing it said was that there was pre-order for the physical edition. And there's also, interestingly, you can buy, you can buy a Sega Genesis cartridge that will actually work with all of them on there. So that's, that's cool. But it's also like, I want to know about the digital one. Tell me about when when that one's coming. Because I'm not, you know, I'm not going to buy all this extra shit. I just want to play the game. But I felt like, you know, another one we kind of spoke into existence somewhat because we talked about it a lot. But it was a cool game that I just kind of bought on a whim because I didn't really know of any, like, specific first-person exclusives for Genesis. And this one was really good. And I can't wait to play it, you know, on my Switch with save states and stuff like that with all the stuff that makes it great when you modernize an old game. And the, there's a bunch of stuff, you not to downplay the, the physical version, but you get like a soundtrack, you get a bunch of stickers and posters and stuff like that included with it. So that's cool. And if anybody doesn't know, uh, Zero Tolerance is a first-person is a first person shooter game, like I said, kind of like Wolfenstein. But the idea is you have to clear out these floors of this of this uh, building of aliens. You basically have to kill all the aliens on the floor before you can go to the next thing. So it's the very definition of the kill-everything first-person shooter, which we've talked about before. Also, Riders Revenge uh, is also getting a special edition. I love that you know both of these games are getting special editions. I don't think I'll get either of them. I'll get the basic ones, but just the random love this year all of a sudden in 2022 for TMNT. I, I accept it. Well, Shredder's Revenge is a new is a new TMNT game. So I mean, right. I would think that, and it's done by a reputable company and all that stuff. So I understand that. Well, I guess you know maybe there's a lot of other zero tolerance fans. They're getting into it. Uh, there was there was kind of finally like a like a rough release window release for that. It's supposed to come out in like summer, right? Yep. And they confirmed that the original voice cast for all the turtles are coming back. The, wait, the original cool. like like the eighties one. The eighties like one. They're Paulson? doing yep. The whole all four of them. They're all doing the voices. Interesting. I mean, the only one I really know or pay attention to is Rob Paulson. Uh, Rob Paulson actually did the voice of two of the turtles. He did the voice of Raphael in the eighties, and then he did the voice of Donatello in the 2012 series not to mention i mean you know rob paulson he did he did the voice of the of uh, arthur from the tick uh he did the voice of one of the animaniacs people also and you've heard his voice he kind of does the same voice for everything but he's in a million different things and he's great he'll be great in this yeah i would prefer him being donatello though because i think the 2012 show is so much better than the original turtle show yeah but you can't beat the original you know i think objectively probably so anything anything newer in a series is usually better but it would be wrong, I think. It would be, it would be wrong. It depends. I guess if they're basing their stuff on the original Turtles stuff, then that makes sense. But that 2012 series, I think, is still the best series. Give it a watch if you haven't seen it yet. There's a demo of, of, of Sam and Max coming out. It's on discount also. I'm interested in playing the demo. I think, I mean, I played the first one. 
but I think this is the second one, right? Beyond Time and Space. I played the original one on Wii. Anyway, there's a demo out for it. Check that out. We don't have to spend that much time on that. Uh, the big thing I wanted to talk about this week is uh, Splatoon 3. Splatoon 3 got a new got a new trailer and a new release date. And I don't know why, but they flip-flopped. They basically flip-flopped the uh, releases of Xenoblade and, and Splatoon 3. So the, the, the date that Xenoblade was is now Splatoon 3's date. And vice versa, but I, I don't know if I don't know if either of you gave a gave a look at the new trailer, but you should. It's really cool. There's a, one. Of, it looks like one of the new one of the new things that you can do is you can turn into a little spider thing, like a robot spider machine. Like I thought that was really cool. There's a there's a new weapon coming out for Splatoon three. I don't think it was in the trailer, but it was mentioned on Twitter. There's a new weapon that basically like sucks the ink out of the other players. You can like remove other players' ink from the ground. That's a cool new ability that wasn't in the other one. So I'm into There's that. There's a grappling hook. I guess we kind of already knew that. Did we? I guess I missed that. There's a bow and arrow that you can use. The uh, ink brush is back, of course. I didn't think it would go anywhere. I don't know. My, my level of excitement for Splatoon is pretty great. When, I, when we were trying to test out the internet, when I was trying to test out the internet, I actually jumped on Splatoon 2 and played some of that. And I was like, wow, this game is still great. Super fast. A lot of fun. So I'm excited for Splatoon 3. And uh, for, any, for anybody who has Expansion Pack... Like Jeremy, you should try out Octo Expansion now that you have it for free on Splatoon 2. Do I get to keep it, it or is it ju- is it just a temporary thing? You get to keep I it. Think it's, it's like the it's like the Animal Crossing DLC and oh, okay. the other stuff, the Mario Kart. Yep. Oh, then I definitely need to get it. Yeah, it's the same as uh, I don't think yeah I don't think it's any different than than in any of the other DLC the stuff that's on there. But you still have to do the same thing where you have to go into the eShop and download it separately mm-hmm. through the you know it's it'll be like a separate thing instead of like actually paying for it. So you still have to do that. But yeah, since you already have the game, you could just you could just play it. And, and I don't think you don't have to beat the game to to play it either. You can jump right into it. Well, I wonder have we ever confirmed that if you quit. NSO, like, do you still get to keep those games or or those DLCs? No, you don't. Or you don't? I'm, I'm... No, you, you don't get to you don't get to keep them. That's the point. It's the same as uh, it's just, it's just, I mean, it's the same as um, PlayStation Plus. You know, when when you stop paying your membership, you don't get to play the games that you got from PlayStation Plus anymore until you restart your thing. Got it. So, like, what would happen in my Animal Crossing Island if I go to if I try to go to the, the extra island with the hotel and all that stuff? It just says, oh, you just can't go there. Yeah, you just can't go there if you're not paying for it. I mean, if the, if you would still get if you would get it forever, it would be like you would just get it for oh you know for a month and then get rid of it and then you yeah. But no, all that stuff, all that you won't have access like just like how you won't have access to your Super Nintendo games or NES games if you don't have the regular Nintendo Switch Online. Those will go I just away. was thinking because those things are more integrated with the game that I already purchased, say Mario Kart Eight, and do it just get get those like levels wiped out. They just won't be accessible. Yeah, you won't be able to use them. One one thing that I one thing that's really cool about the Splatoon three trailer, I don't know if you if you noticed it, but you uh you start off of the map now, like your base, like you don't start actually on the base, you start on these floating boxes away from the base, and then you jump to the base. I thought that was really cool. I, I'm wondering, I'm wondering if uh if maybe you can jump to any part on the map that you want to from that like when you die you'll start off on that floating box and then you can jump to a different part instead of like landing and then jumping to somewhere else that's what i saw from it when i was looking at that and also like if you remember when we used to play it jeremy like some some teams would be so good that they would like ink you all the way to your base to where when you come out you get automatically killed so now you can't do that anymore and maybe that's why they have the floating boxes outside of the map 
Any thoughts on that? I will get Splatoon 3 day one. Oh, yeah, me too. I'm excited. I will also commit to getting Splatoon 3 this time. You should. It's a great game. I'm just really, I'm really excited, especially like with you, when you being able to jump off of the boxes onto the map. That's great. It's fun. It's, I'm, I'm really interested to see the single player. Single player is always something I really enjoy on these. But it's, a lot of it's like, you know, level variety, game variety, all that stuff. Even though I, I never really played that much of the pro stuff that had the, the non, um, the non one where you just paint the floor. But yeah, I'm really interested in that spider thing that, that happens there. It looks really fucking cool. Now we got now we got some got some time to wait on it. Um, yeah, I'm planning. I'm getting. I mean, I'm getting this and Xenoblade Chronicles three. There was a there was some more stuff uh, that was announced for Xenoblade Chronicles three. Also, they kind of showed some of the different um, classes that you can switch to. There's like a, a few different ones. Also, what I found is interesting, and we didn't mention this before, is you'll have the same amount of people on the map at once as you did in Xenoblade Chronicles two, except for now they're not like tied to you. So you'll have like six party members to manage at once, just like you did on that other one, except they're not like your human blades. They're just other characters. So it seems like it's going to be really complicated. Very, very excited about that. Oh, yeah. And this I'm not excited cool. about the AEW game, are you? Oh, of course. The uh, It was funny that you put in the notes that the, the, the person that reported this was Kotaku, because that's not actually true. The guy who reported this was the one who recorded it and put it on the internet. <laughs> from the <laughs> from the show like they didn't do shit all they did was watch a video and then write about how they watched a video so I was, i'm just saying give credit where credit is due <laughs> yeah the, the person who, who reported it was the person who fucking filmed it and put it on the internet but uh no actually i thought this was really cool uh you know for every every AEW show that they do, there's always after you know like after the cameras are off, they do little things where they come out and talk to you. Sometimes they have extra bonus bonus matches that that you won't see unless you were there. But Tony Khan always comes out and like you know talks about stuff after each thing. And this one in particular last week, I'm not sure, I don't remember where it was, but uh, he came out and said what the name of the new AEW game would be. And it was based off of a chant that you've heard many times if you go to any AEW event, and that is the chant that is uh, Fight Forever, where people are like, Fight Forever, and they just say that over and over again well, when there's a good match. I thought it was either going to be Fight Forever or This Is Awesome, because they do chants for both of those fairly often. But that's a cool title for the game, so at least we have a new title. We still don't really have much footage. But but what, what was really, really cool about the video was they actually record chanting in the in the arena you know after everything's done they're like all right we're gonna record some chants for ftr we're gonna record some chants for like uh, cash wheeler and like they they start going through like some of the different characters and everybody chants and they record the audio there in the, in that stadium so that's really cool and authentic and uh, i would told i told jess about this and they were saying it's also very cheap because <laughs> then you uh can record all this stuff for free and they're excited to be in the game but you don't got to pay a, a loop group or whatever to do it so so that's exciting um also i mean this is this is not video game related but they also announced that they're doing a new japan pro wrestling versus AEW pay-per-view event in chicago at the united center and i was like oh shit and i looked it up and the cheapest seats and these are the ones that are like way up top are two hundred dollars so i'm like fuck so i'm not going to that plus i don't really know the new japan pro wrestler guys that much but it's very expensive so i saw they were doing that it's a pretty cool crossover thing i don't think they've actually done that you know what else you're not going to the mario movie not in december it's been <laughs> delayed you know what yeah so the mario movie was delayed i honestly don't really even remember what the uh i don't know i don't remember what the le- release date was going to be originally so this didn't mean that much to me was it supposed to be christmas time of this year yeah, it was the yep. holiday release so I mean, it made sense. Yeah, it's been delayed until April 7th. Miyamoto got on Twitter, took over the Nintendo account. (laughs) This is Miyamoto. And uh, what else was the the quote here? It was really really weird. Like, I saw that and I was like, that's not real. I think everybody who saw it was like, thought it wasn't real. Whatever, Bill Trennan. Yeah. 
I, mean, I don't think I don't know if Billy even works there anymore. I don't know. It says this is Miyamoto after consulting with uh, Chris Son, my partner at Illumina- Illumination on the Mario Brothers movie. We decided to move the global release to spring 2023, April 28th in Japan, April 7th in North America. My deepest apologies, but I promise it'll be well worth the wait. Oh no! I think it. It would be worth the wait if they announce that they are recasting Mario. I hope that that's the reason. So in this case, Chris Son is not Chris Pratt. It's not Chris Pratt Son. No, it's it's somebody from Illumination. (laughs) He's like, I've talked, I've talked to Jack Black Son, and uh, he doesn't want to do it anymore. No, I I don't know. I I what I think would be worth the wait would be if they don't release this movie and they just release a new Mario game that is Bowser's Fury but longer. That would be much cooler. I'd be into that. Other than them releasing this movie that I really don't care about, but. Whatever, whatever they're going to do, whatever they got to do. I mean, it, you know, it's computer animated. Those movies take forever to make. So I'm actually surprised that it's even coming out that soon. I figured we might not even see it till 2024 or not see it, depending on <laughs> how you feel about it. I'll see it. It could be good still. I'm holding on hope. You know, uh, I just wish it wasn't Illumination. I wish it was uh, more, I don't know, a, a more artful studio. Not one that just kind of cranks out these commercial products with they're scored with top 10 pop hits and all that stuff i'm nervous that it's going to go in that direction and i just hope that nintendo has enough sway with this movie to make it actually faithful to to mario Uh, and and, and prove that to us please by announcing that you're recasting mario i mean i i would prefer i don't know i'm glad it's not like pixar because if it was it was pixar it would be under the thumb of disney and you know i've said it before but i don't want all my favorite things to be owned by disney Pixar yeah, doesn't like, really do branded stuff. Yeah. They no, it should have been. It should have been Ghibli. That yeah. would have been great. They announced they they're partnering they with Studio do. Ghibli, who has enough enough pull worldwide at this point, and who has done a couple of, at least they at least had one CG movie. Like, that would have been the perfect partner. I mean, they have their own park in Japan and everything, and you, you went to it. And... Yeah. They, I mean, what? Yeah. We went to the, we, we went to the museum. It's more of a museum than a park, but yeah. Um, but they haven't really done any like licensed things either. It's so, all pretty much their own yeah. stuff. Well, like retelling yeah. fairy tales, pretty much. Yeah. Well, some of them were like retellings of books and novels and stuff like that, but not like Sonic the Hedgehog or whatever. I like Diana right. Wynne Jones, who wrote a Howl's Moving Castle. I've never read it. I've read some books by her. But if they so, if, I mean, it would be this would be Nintendo's for all intents and purposes first movie. Let's forget the Mario original Mario movie, uh, and then. It, it could have been like Ghibli's first time doing a licensed property. So both of them stepping out of their comfort zone a little bit, but it, it just makes sense. It would have been the perfect partnership. Anywho, yeah. we're not getting that. We're getting some, some uh, what you call it? Minions. Minions. Bullshit. Yeah. Mario Mario Minions. It'll be like rabbit, the Rabbits game. Yeah, yeah well. Somebody made a fake Nintendo account and tweeted out, this is Miyamoto's son. Sorry for the delay. Chris um, thought he was making another Minions movie, so we're just going to kind of try and work with what we got, and sorry if the toads are a little yellow. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wish that... I mean, it, it, at least at least it can't be as bad as the Sonic movies. That's all I'm saying. I mean, those movies are terrible, but people still go to see them. But people kept buying the terrible games, too. Detective Pikachu was good. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. That was that so one. So I have a little bit of faith in this, but I'll, I'll watch it with some kids or something like my uh, niece and nephew or something so i don't yeah. feel as dumb when i watch it you'll, you'll go find some random kids somewhere and, <laughs> them and make, make them watch the movie with you hey kids you're coming with me we're gonna watch this movie Ew. well let's talk about the uh the bad news in the world <laughs> that everybody seems to be I, I saw these posts on this particular platform that made it sound like the whole ship was going down 
or that they had lost a loved one or something. But <laughs> Elon Elon fucking Musk bought Twitter. Wario for, bought Twitter for like forty four million dollars or forty four billion dollars, not million. Big difference. But still, why? <laughs> Just to I don't know to to buy more followers. So you can delete something? all the pictures of him when he was bald. Was he bald? Yeah, he had yeah, surgery or whatever. Oh, does he have hair plugs like Nicolas Cage? Yes. Because I know Nicolas Cage is very angry about his hair plugs. Don't look at him. He gets mad at you when you do that. <laughs> he said, don't look at his hair plugs. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. How do you feel about Elon Musk owning Twitter? I actually, I mean, I like Twitter. Twitter was a great place. I really enjoyed it. I hope it doesn't change, but it will. I don't know. How's it going to change, do you think? I just want to know why. I think he'll restore be... accounts and like make the hate speech stuff like more lax. It's going to turn more Facebooky. Ugh. Is he going to let like uh, Mr. Mr. Rumpy back? Mr. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised. Mr. Trump dump. Yeah, I mean, I read like a little bit. He was talking about like alg- algorithms or some bullshit like that, and I don't know. Sounded like a whole lot of garbage. I just want to know why, because like, well, all his other businesses all seem to kind of make sense together. They're all around you know, energy and, and clean energy and all this stuff. But then there's Twitter, and what does that have to contribute? I guess maybe uh, I'm only, I'm only speculating, but the guy just likes tweeting, as we've seen, and. You know, doesn't want to be told what to do necessarily, and he's got the money. It's only like what a sixth of his total wealth, basically the forty-four billion. I think he has three three hundred. Well, billion he had like investors and stuff are involved in it. Like I don't know how that works. Like he owns it, but yeah. like, he secured funds not just from himself. Like that's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, yeah. All I can think is that he wants to be Zuck. Like he envies Zuck, and he really wants to be Zuck. That could be it too. Yeah, a little billionaire envy. He's like, oh, he has his own social media network, man. I want one of those. What I mean, what does Zuckerberg own? Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Amazon Except Zuckerberg Facebook. actually made Facebook, whereas Elon Musk didn't invent anything. He just buys stuff that's already made. I thought the one fucking dude made Facebook, the one they made a movie about. Well, he did, but Zuckerberg was involved in actually building the page initially, so there was some involvement and in some invention. Some credit can go to him in that regard. How do you feel about it, Jeremy? Since you were the only, you were the other tweeter here, I don't know because so I, I've said it before. I don't know if I've said it on this show, but I think social media is one of the worst things that was ever invented by humans. It might be, <laughs> it might be up there with nuclear weapons. I'm not lying. I mean, I'm not trying to be. <laughs> well, I mean, kind of coy I mean, here. People, I really mean like it's bad. People it's, do get, yeah. People, people get do killed. get killed because of it, because of encouragement to to kill yeah. whoever. Like you it can has recruit happened. people to hate groups really easily with it. Uh, yeah. You can bend the truth. That's a very popular thing to do. You can outright fabricate things, and with deep fakes and shit like that becoming more of a commonplace thing that people can access and, and create. Yeah, social media is fucking terrible. So somebody like Musk buying it, yeah, that's that's scary. His car, his Tesla's like. That whole thing's been going to shit. I don't know if you've been following any of that scandal, but something like 40% of the cars they produce had to be recalled recently because of yeah. basically you could die in them more easily. I mean, yeah. Jess, Jess was telling me that on, on their drive to work, the Teslas are always the worst cars. Like those are the, always the ones that are driving badly. It's like, is it is it because of the auto driver or is it just because the people who own them suck? I don't know. Well, that's part of it, but just the cars themselves have components that are bad. I mean, I've heard of them catching on fire because of the way the battery works and shit like wow no i just hear like that's just kind of going to crap and then of course spacex i guess is doing okay but whatever i go to space i mean they're all like once again that's like keeping up with the joneses uh that uh uh bezos had to have his own space company too you know 
they're all just a bunch of spoiled brats and i don't want them to be in charge of this stuff that's how i feel yep. elon Musk buying twitter wario might as well have bought twitter it's the god of chaos loki whatever he yeah. owns it now yeah you know, I, I follow one company called brave new films they make progressive documentaries and that kind of thing they're, they're always posting political opinions and things and i don't know exactly how i feel about this but i think maybe they might be onto something that the problem is is really that someone can own own one guy can own such a huge platform for communication and uh, maybe that shouldn't be allowed maybe once things get to a certain size once these social media sites get to a certain size maybe uh they can't be under the the guidance of one guy who can change the way the world a significant percentage of the world communicates just you know on a whim i don't know maybe we need a little bit more uh public participation in how those things are run yeah yeah i don't know how i don't know how you would do that it would be nice or you could just like let people not own so much shit or try to make it better to where a small percentage of the population doesn't own a large percentage of the country like the way we have things but that's a whole nother conversation about garbage uh, uh capitalism and all that hopefully elon musk doesn't buy the crazy taxi Two website because i want one good thing <laughs> left in the world and it was reported today by jalopnik that uh, the crazy taxi Two website still exists and the best part is you can only access it on a dreamcast i love that that's just so pure so good it makes me want to fire up my Dreamcast and figure out how to get how to get on there. How do you get on the internet on a Dreamcast now? That's what I want to know. You used to have a second that. I didn't even know how to do it like when I had one hooked up. Like, does it have a modem in it? It must, right? Yeah, it was the first system that came with a modem, and you would subscribe to SegaNet, and I don't know how you would get on today. That's a good thing to throw in here at the end now. It's like we can't like completely end on a down note like that. I know. I wanted to have a, a good thing to end on, and that was the perfect the perfect note. Crazy Taxi 2, the game that I would love to play. And if you want to hear us talk more about Crazy Taxi 2 and other things, go to patreon.com slash Podcast because we just did an episode about elements from video games that just don't exist anymore. Like ones that were in some games, but then were taken away. And I guess that's kind of a spoiler, but we do talk about Crazy Taxi 2 a little bit in there. But give it a listen. It only takes a dollar donation. And you can hear that and 36 other, 36 plus. There's actually, this one's 37. But there's 36, but there's also bonus ones that are included in there as well that are like extra stuff dealing with whatever episode. Like for our live ones, they have like, you know, there's like our rehearsal one as well. And some of them have like WART radio episodes connected to them and other stuff like that. So there's a lot of stuff to listen to there that's behind a paywall. So check that out. Patreon.com slash Podcast. And uh, thanks for listening to us. Uh, sorry for all the problems. Uh, we'll see how it all comes together in the end, I guess. Hopefully you didn't notice anything, and I could just cut this line. But yeah, that's been episode 318. We've been your hosts of Trey Johnson. Jerry Mikowski. John Hitter. And uh, you can find us on whatever's left of Twitter, if it still exists by the time I post this, <laughs> post this <laughs> at, uh, at Nintendo underscore domain and at jmaxtech. You can find, we'll post stuff on there. We'll see whatever happens to that website. Also, uh, whenever my internet gets better, uh, twitch.tv slash podcast. Be streaming stuff. Also, youtube.com slash podcast is where you can find our videos as well on there. And thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next week. See ya. Ladies and gentlemen, what out of the
on Nintendo Main, Splatoon and Xenoblade have changed release dates, the Mario movie was released, and there's a game that we spoke into existence. Just kidding, the Mario movie was delayed. Wait, what yeah, did who I gave s- Miyamoto the Twitter password? Did I say, <laughs> hold on, I gotta uh, say did that Did I again. say something else? You said, re- you said the Mario movie was released. Oh yeah, because yeah. I, I wrote that in. Hold on, alright, let me do that again. <laughs> Why did I write released? I just secretly want it. No, I don't. I don't care.